<laughs> music, hey, please. Can we get music, please? We could. We could. Let's do. Not what he was expecting, folks. Take a look at the face. Not what he was expecting. <laughs> Welcome to the Demand Better Podcast, where we are your consumer's guide in the health and fitness space. I am your host, Corona, and I'm joined by everyone's favorite physio, Dr. Bo Babenko out of Superior, Colorado, as well as, he'll be here soon, award-winning journalist Faraz Javed from Detroit and Channel XYZ. What's up, Bo? You know, living the dream, living the Lady Marmalade dream. You weren't expecting that, were you? Were you? I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I was wondering what you were going to come up with, but that was that was definitely a shot in the um in the dark for me. The the randomness of that was uh, we tend to my my wife Maha and I have a sh we tend to have a stupid show. By stupid, I just mean silly. It's in the background. We kind of watch it to fall asleep or have it in the back if we're we're eating or something and. So we've been watching Will and Grace, Great and uh, the episode that we saw yesterday had them singing that little ditty, Lady Marmalade, and so Maha wanted to hear it, so I pulled it up in the Spotify, and you said, play a song, so it was the last song I had, ready to go, so that's how it popped up, that's the story, morning glory, how's New York City? <laughs> New York City's hot, It's we're, now we're in the 80s right now, it's not bad. Everything's kind of going well. Um, you know, it's kind of slowing down in the city due to the summer. A lot of people taking off for the summer. Um, but I do have some interesting news for you, my friend. Mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine, she goes by Kiki13 on Facebook. Okay, my friend Kiki. She okay. has been, she was a uh, a squat denier. Ah. And now she's squatting all around Syracuse waiting for appointments. And she talked about <laughs> the first three days. Were extremely extremely painful which is kind of like my story and now she's squatting along all through the city all the time nice. and she actually loves it and feels great because of it so so that <laughs> is a that is kudos to the show and to dr Bo. Show. yes so for anyone not familiar in the month of was it june i think it was june, june. the month of june i did 30 days of 30 minutes of squatting per day uh, just sitting at the bottom of a squat, very simple rules. You can accumulate that 30 minutes however you want. You could do 30 bouts of one minute. You could do 30 minutes at a time. You could do 10 by uh, three minutes, et cetera. Corona joined me and uh, probably did a better job than me of, of even promoting it. So <laughs> took it, ran with it, squatted with it. Uh, and then, yeah, got some some folks to jump on that. So thank you, Kiki. I'm glad that, uh, you know, if you, if you can impact one human in our day, that's a powerful thing. So I don't take that um, for granted by any means. And I'm, I'm, I appreciate you sharing that. And I hope whoever's listening now willing to take up some of these challenges we're throwing out. So I'm really, really happy to hear that. I'm also, next challenge, uh, if you if you want to join me for this, I'm going to do it for the month of August, oh God. is seven minutes, only seven minutes. We had 30 minutes. We're going down to seven minutes oh. of hanging a day. <laughs> What's what's with the face? What's with the face? I don't know. I gotta judge it. I gotta think about it. I'm not a challenge guy. I told you my challenge. You're not a challenge guy, but then you did the squat challenge. But, but I did the squat challenge before the show. I do stuff with the show, and I did get benefit from it. But you know, I listen. I, your little games, I understand. They they work very 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 well, and they're very productive. But let's not bore people with what you and I do. Um, we would like you all to do this, by the way. We'd like to join us before we go move on because we're waiting for Faraz, but we're not. Uh, <laughs> we are sponsored by Fit Care Physiotherapy and Wellness, where the idea is to focus on your fitness so you can avoid the healthcare space. It's episode 15, guys. Feel very blessed to have 15 of these bad boys out um, and to work with Dr. Bo for these times. It's been an amazing, amazing time. Today's topic, oh my God, I'm so excited. This is going to be awesome. The ease of fitness. You know, nowadays, Dr. Bo, you know, everybody's getting fitness from everywhere. Doesn't matter who kids, there's lots of lots of information out there. Um, so I'm gonna let you kind of lead the way, unless you want me to give you, oh, should I go into 
I got, I'll I got, I got. Here. Okay, go. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give, I'll give the the summary here, and I hope folks connect to this concept of we're in this incredible time, and we've evolved to get things at a fingertip. Right. It's an incredible thing that if you know you have some kind of medical emergency. You can be in an ER with life-saving procedures within 30 seconds, you know, maybe a little bit of an exaggeration, but you're right there. You can get incredible access to these very difficult things in the past. Again, if you're hungry, you want whatever type of food from almost any cuisine in any part of the world, especially if you're in New York City, uh, you can get, you know, Cambodian food. You can get whatever you want at the and just you got to press two buttons right on your phone and it's there. Um, so it's incredible. And we want to acknowledge and appreciate the things that we've had. However, I think what where we are now is when it comes to fitness and the this kind of you know market that's emerged, and there's opportunities to make money, and we're gonna go ahead and ask you to demand better from this stuff that is out there. And this is why we A started this podcast, B. I think Corona is going to talk a little bit about why why he chose this topic, but it very much ties into a lot of the themes from our very first episode of demanding better from your personal trainer. It's right on, right on cue here. Speak of the devil, Faraz joining us, and his camera goes on. So to finish that thought, right as Faraz jumps in, hello Faraz, how are you, sir? What's happening? You got some feedback, Faraz. Oh, he had to jump out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> teased everybody for a second there. So we're going to throw it back to, to Corona here. So Corona, tell us if I did a good enough job summing that up of, again, yeah, we have so much access, so much access where you want to do Peloton, boom, that's your fitness. Great. You want to go do, you know, get your blood work done. You can go do that in, in 30 seconds right now. You just got to Google the right thing. So very easy to access, but we want to demand better. We want to demand more. Tell us about why you chose this topic. Well, being in the being in the in the health and fitness space for as long as I've been, 25 years, um, you're just watching people kind of dumb down what, what we do. I, let, let me preface this off of the start. The new generation that we're dealing with, because I'm in my I'm in my 50s, I always say, gets way more information than I ever thought or my generation ever thought we could even handle or have. But the issue isn't the information that you're getting. The issue is to critically think through that information to pull out what works for you. So it's and, and I'll, I'll, I'll add in there. It's quantity versus quality. Yes. We have all of the quantity we could ever hope for. And it's just going to continue. Everyone's out there creating more content. So quantity is is infinite right now, it feels like. Um, it's a question of where yeah. where do you pull the trigger and, and how do we make these decisions where we come back to we are the consumer's guide that we're hoping you here listening Shoot us these questions. We have our experience over 50 years combined in the industry, and we want to help you guys go through that process so we can help focus on the quality, not just the quantity. That's 100% online. And for the have, and to have quality, quality requires growth, and you have to fail. It's not going to be because my friend does X, Y, and Z. I'm going to be super, super – I'm going to get the same results they get. It doesn't happen that way, guys. You got to kind of figure it out on your own. And it's been really, really, really dumbed down. So the thesis and the reason I wanted this topic and call it the ease of fitness is because fitness isn't as easy as it looks. From the movement structures to the stabilizations to what you are looking to counteract your daily life so that you live a life that has longevity and pain and you can live a pain-free existence isn't easy. And a lot of it has to deal with doing, doing, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, doing things that you don't want to do, that you have to do. So when you guys are looking, I'm not here to bash anybody, but I want everybody to understand everything here is personal to you when it comes to you. Your most important asset is what you have. And for you to just do an ad hoc way about going about figuring out what's right, because everybody else is doing, isn't really the best way for you to have that longevity. Would you agree, Bo? And it's called personal training, right? Yeah. I think we, we tend to forget that term. Um, so for sure, for sure. So let, let's go ahead and call out <laughs> some of the some of the things that we Ooh. see. Yeah, 
Um, so some of the stuff, and, and, and I want you to dive a little deeper into it on, on some of these, but yeah, again, Instagram influencers, right? You see these folks without certifications, without decades of experience in the industry, working with humans, um, that have a million followers because they know how to gamify and play with the algorithm and whether they're doing it off of, you know, and we don't want to be out here as old curmudgeons, like these darn kids. And why can't we, you know, show our six packs and just, um, so <laughs> I think that it's important to, again, uh, connect these dots of what is the value, uh, that you can get away from a $10 a month program, uh, that's not personalized, right? Some people can get value from that. So we're going to dive a little bit into those things, but we just want to call out those Instagram influencers. Well, where... let's, let's start there, Bo. Mm -hmm. Most influencers that you see aren't 50. I can tell you that right now. Most of those influencers are 25. You know, we went over this whole thing, and I want to just briefly go through it. When we said we talked in our pre-show, there's a woman named Danielle Davis who's in her 20s who's being sued by the state of Texas. She's a woman who was, who's got a great body. She's in her 20s. Everybody looks pretty good in your 20s if you do you know, what you have to do. And and she came out and she pretty much scammed her way to a bunch of money and she didn't produce on, on the, the programming that goes out. But people, I'm assuming that there's got to be people in my age bracket and maybe a little younger who think they could look like her. We're not, you can't, I would say this all the time. A lot of people want to look like J-Lo. You can't be J-Lo. J-Lo's sister doesn't look like J-Lo. Their bodies are different. So if you want to be J-Lo, you got to have J-Lo's parents. You got to have J-Lo's gene pool. J-Lo's lifestyle and the way she was brought up the whole nine yards. It doesn't happen. You got to be the best that you are. So when you're looking at Instagram influencers, you go look at words you see like guru. Well, what do you know about them other than what they profess to be? You don't know. You don't know if they if they have 20 years of experience. You don't know if they're if they if they've done X, Y, and Z. Are they NSCA? Are they CSCS? They don't even put that out there. They're just gurus, and they got a lot, a lot of people. God bless you. They got a lot, a lot of people following them and that doesn't that doesn't make sure that doesn't make them good because they have a lot of followers do you disagree bo no and while you were talking i did a quick google search about the average age of influencers based on a survey conducted in july of 2020 so i don't know how much has changed since then 53 percent of influencers are between the ages of 25 and 34 and 15 percent on top of that are under the age of 25 so we're looking at 68% uh, of influencers are under the age of 34 at the very least. So random study. Faraz, you guys joining us. You got a little, what's, what, what is happening? He's a hot mess right now and he's lost again. I removed so. him. I'm, I, I called, I, I just said, <laughs> nope, I don't know what's going on, but we're taking him out of there. So uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, Faraz, you can let us know when you're ready, man, with whatever sounds and noises you have going on there and drinks and things. And are you ready? I'm going to put him on. Let's see. Let's see. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Hi, Faraz. What's up, Hello. buddy boy? How's it going? Going good. You look like the Karate Kid today. I love that. I, I know. I just, I had a, I'm having a bad hair day and, okay. and bad internet day. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to, between the two, I'm trying to see which, where do I turn out a champion? Well, Where triumph. Well, we want you to know right now yeah. we're talking about Instagram like influencers. Mm. And and I, I want to know your thoughts in terms of the ease of fitness. What your thoughts are about um, Instagram influencers. So so we all know that, you know, that realm of um, when, when let's put it this way. When people come out and they look for information, I felt I feel like back in the days it was so much easy because you could you could just find that one expert rely on that person and get all the information right now you have hundreds thousands and if not millions of experts who claim to be experts and i know corona you shared um an article about an influencer in texas who's going through a legal battle and um uh, you know, uh, and uh, just in case that the viewers don't know, so it's an influencer uh, who's who claimed to provide health and fitness tips to her clients. Allegedly, she did not, you know, um, fall through, and she uh, it seems like gave bad advice, or uh, in some instances, did not give anything at all. And this is, I think, a very common trap where people feel say they look at like, oh my gosh, like this person's got so many followers. 
this person has you know x amount of fitness videos they're just working out every day they would probably know what they're doing chances are no there's a <laughs> there's a, there's a good chance they know what's working for them what's good for their body but they don't know what's good for your body so just 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 to jump in for as you kind of echoing exactly what corona said right before you came on so that's okay we're happy to always repeat that message um i do want to take a huge jump out of this whole picture for a second to exactly what you started to talk about of you know going from it's not just one or two influencers right we're talking about a huge amount so think back to jack lalane one of the first probably fitness influencers i think we can think of one of my personal heroes i think corona shares that with me as well where he was the only show in the country, in, the, in town. He was the one on TV. Back then there was whatever, three channels. Um, and, and I don't mean to make any light of that, but at the end of the day, we're like, what is Jack LaLanne doing? And he was 60 years old, pulling a boat with his- Killing team. it. Uh, you know, all these stunts that were, you know, again, we see folks doing small versions of that and going viral, but he was like one of the original folks doing that. Um, and so I, and actually I just had Kelly Starrett and Juliet Starrett on my other podcast, the Bono's Health uh, podcast. And I brought up that concept because they're two of the most, uh, influential folks in the fitness healthcare space today. So I was honored to have them on. And I asked them about this concept. Um, and no matter how much they're uh, in the forefront or they, they should be the voice maybe, especially Kelly, uh, when it comes to physical therapies, I would say he's one of the top physical therapists you're going to have a conversation with. Um, I think that it's important to point out what their response was. I want to echo here and I, you know, will link to that episode for folks, um, is they basically said like, they're almost, I don't know if they're, 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 they're at the point where they've seen what that looks like. They're in constantly in like men's health, top 50 influencers in the fitness space and greatest.coms, same, same list. So they've seen that space. They're definitely at the forefront there. And they said, you know what, we're, we're kind of backing down sort of and recognizing the landscape that we're talking about here and saying we need to be the node. The term they use is node, uh, Juliet specifically, about I'm going to be the node for my community. I'm in a community right now with 320 units. Let's say there's at least two people per house. They were talking, you know, 600-something folks. Um, so the node being like, hey, I'm going to offer some workshops so you guys can come work out with me in my garage. I'm going to talk to you about my concepts and why some of these traps are traps and why just doing Peloton is not enough of a movement practice. So that's my kind of my, my kind of ramble, and I'm going to stop right there and throw it back to Corona. We could have gone about, on that for hours. I know I could. Yes, that's why I stopped myself. So, <laughs> no, but but I also want to you know play devil's advocate for a second. You know, there there are also some people out there, some influencers out there who actually do know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But I guess the, the 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 point to highlight is how does one spot them? So. It's easy for people to go online and, and, and thanks to social media, you know, go on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook and and get impressed by, you know, certain people out there who are actually doing really good in the fitness world. But for 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 people for who are trying to lose weight or gain muscle or whatever goal they have, what if they're trying to achieve that and they want to follow an individual, how do they do that? What are they looking for? What signs do they need to look out for that this person can give me? sound advice well let, let, let well, we you can go back episode one which you did when you talked about how to find a trainer number one number two i'm going to say this to you americans by by nature are lazy you go onto google you search something you go onto that first page there's not many people who go to page two to, to kind of really dig it out and to do research and we got that from our research when we did it with you we the what we said off of episode one was the first thing you should do is if the person you should try five trainers is what we first said and then we said when you have five trainers and you've, you've exercised the, the guy that doesn't give you an assessment off of inception is the, is where you should run because he's building a house without plans so if you don't have just do push-ups you, you'll be fine you'll be fine all right and then we talked about title confusion which is the thing that's being played on instagram and some of these other on these other social networks where you say you're a guru I'm a guru. I'm a, I'm a this, I'm a that, that guru, that guru think people like, Oh my God, he must be something special. And then the fourth thing we said is professionalism, be basic. And we talked about traps, but the most important thing is you have to find someone who's going to tailor make that program to you. 
Not throw something at you that is given to 100 people. Something that works with you that will benefit you. And if you're not getting that, you should run. But Corona, how does one know that this program has been tailor-made for me? And it's basically not something that they've just rearranged from another client's program and given it to you. Or what? they just you know copied it and give it given the exact same program because you wouldn't know. You would get that off of the assessment. Because if you talk to your client, you tell them, this is what I got from my assessment. This is where your problems are. This is what I see. As we fix things, other things are going to break down because you're not working at an optimal level from that assessment. And then there will be change within that program. As your body changes, other things start reacting. It's the, that's exactly what you do in the same practice. Correct, bro? Yes. 100%. So, so here's a question for both of you, because both of you are trainers. You just have different um, practice or different styles of training. When you guys come up with an individualized program, how often do you go through uh, or how often do you reassess your clients? And two, how deep of a conversation do you guys really have? Because it, it, it sounds like most of these influencers who claim to be fitness experts just ask people to fill out a questionnaire or a survey. And based on that, they go like, okay, so you, you, you fall under this body type. This is your workout category. You know, this, I'm just giving you one example. I'm not saying everyone does that. I'm not saying this is the only tactic to deploy. So how do you guys do it? Bro, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, every single session for me is a reassessment. Every single interaction for me is a reassessment. Um, that's why my model is getting, if I see someone twice a week in person, uh, I want that. I want to be in touch with them the other five days online. Um, and I put them in an online model, even if those workouts are, something as simple as a little reminder every Tuesday, I, I generally send out my, my, this, and I'll admit it's a generic thing I send to almost every one of my clients. Uh, but it is, Hey, every hour of the day, I want you to squat for a minute or whatever have you like throughout your day. So in between calls, do this one stretch based on X, Y, Z. If somebody's dealing with something else, right. It's always going to be something different so that we can customize it, tailor it, all that good stuff. I do have generic movement flows that some people prefer and that works for their schedule. And they say, hey, I only have nine minutes a day and I want to focus on my hips. Cool. I have a program for that. Someone else says, Faraz says, I'm training for Brazilian jiu-jitsu and CrossFit and being the best looking model of uh, on ABC on, that way can be. So if, if, that, if he comes to me and I say, cool, we need to you know, do a little bit higher level. I need at least an hour from you a day. Um, when Faraz, again, he told this story when he came to me initially and said, hey, I want to be, a, I want to be at the CrossFit regionals next year. And I said, okay, well, let's have a conversation about what you need to commit to. Um, and, and he'll continue to, you know, joke and laugh about that. But the reality of it is to answer your question. That you killed my dream. That's the reality. Dream. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's what I was doing. So to throw it over to Corona to finish that up is it, it, it's gotta be a constant evolution. And that's where, again, not everyone's willing to pay for it. Not everyone's willing to offer these things. Not everyone needs that level of customization. So again, there's a lot of folks out there, uh, you know, succeeding with, uh, again, like a CrossFit model where it's generic programming, uh, we can call it, you know, it's, it's some of its better intention than others, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, that fit has to happen at your price point and, and as well as, you know, what you actually need. And if nobody's stepping back to actually assess what you need, that's where I continue to, uh, push on the fact that we all need to have at least once a year, someone who's a doctor of physical therapy or within these credentialed places have that conversation of, Hey, I want to tri do triathlon or I want to, you know, go climb 14,000 feet in, in the mountains or whatever that need is. And I'm also, I have this aching me and my knees bugging me and my, my, you know, Faraz always with the wrists and the Brazilian jujitsus, um, you know, so, so that's kind of my, my thing. It's always got to be evolving and changing. And that, unfortunately that's not what we see. And that's kind of what we're trying to bring to light. So Corona, I don't know. And, what, I, and, and what I will say this to you from a programming perspective, I change people's program every four to six weeks, but a person in my industry has to evaluate their client every single day. When they walk in, you can tell by movement patterns on what they're successful, what they're not successful, what, what's tight, what's not tight. But when it's all said and done, it's a constant evaluation. I change program every four to six weeks, but that doesn't mean that if I see something that needs to be changed today, that I don't make that change and make that modification today. You can't be so rigid to the point in this thing because each person's individually different. You have to take their lifestyle into consideration. So the more and more, if I see for us that you're doing something 
and I'm start asking, oh, you're doing this more and more and more. You need to do this. It might go right off of the programming that we were doing, and I have to modify that because that's what you need then. And that's not what we're seeing. What we're seeing is take this for eight weeks, you'll look slamming. And there's no evaluation off of inception that maybe I'm going into the CrossFit model and I'm going to do a snatch or a hand clean or whatever. And maybe my shoulders don't, don't, you know, immediately rotate. You, there's certain things that happen that prohibit you from being able to do stuff. And there's certain people say, just work through it. And that's not it. Cause my big thing with all of this is that the advice that people give you online a lot of times could injure you and could injure you for a, for a very long period of time and set you back three steps instead of you going forward one step. And so, the, 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 hold on. I, the last thing I want to throw in here, and sorry, Faraz, I'll, I'll let you go, but uh, I feel like Kanye West. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But, um, but the main thing I wanted to throw out there is this use, and this is something I throw out from time to time, and I think I mentioned on my podcast or here as well, is there used to be a thing in infomercials and commercials that would say, before you start any new exercise program, check with your doctor. Yes. I have a doctorate, not, not just patting myself on the shoulder here, but it's not just your medical doctor to make sure you're healthy enough for a new exercise. But this is also what I'm talking about. We're talking about here around, uh, for as you asked that question, uh, and I think we talked about this on a previous episode around stress. So this yes. is another thing that can get lost in there where, hey, that's great that we're giving you this high intensity exercise program. However, if your bucket of stress is already at a nine out of 10, and now this high intensity interval training program is at least two more points. We're taking you to 11 out of 10. Now we've broken you. And, and that's on you to some extent, but you also look at it as like, that's the solution to my stress, but it's really going to break you down. So there's a lot more to it as we have gone into. Sorry, I cut you off. I just wanted to throw that in there. No, that's definitely, definitely insightful. But here, here, here's another question that reflects to uh, customizing. It's the image that people, most people end up chasing. So they'll probably look at a, a certain celebrity or they'll look at, you know, their, their idol um, in a magazine or in, in a video where they're all shredded and ripped. And so, I think most people chase that image. Right. But, so that, but, but let me just finish the thought. But most people can't achieve that. Right. So whether, whether it's for two reasons, sorry, Bo, I'm, I'm just, just want to highlight this. Whether well, no, I, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to, I am going to stop you because Corona said this again about JLo before, and this was the thing right before you came on. Yeah. It's exactly what he said. Unless you have JLo's money, JLo's sister doesn't look like JLo. Uh, unless you have her money, her resources, her genetics, all of that, you're exactly what you're saying. Her parents, her parents, her parents, the, that genetics. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's where you're going for as that's why I wanted to stop because we already touched on that before you jumped on. That's okay. That's both but of I our, I thought we were allowed to repeat it. We are, we are. It's worth repeating. Um, and But also I wanted to jump in because it also cues up this concept of traps that we're talking about, right? So yeah. within the ease of fitness, it's easy to fall for these traps of before and after pictures, you know? And, and again, you can go on and YouTube again and see how easy it is to manipulate. What a lot of folks do is they, they again, look good. Uh, and then they'll actually do that as the after picture. And then they'll go eat a bunch of stuff and dehydrate them or, or hydrate them, you know, just make themselves look worse. And they'll make that the before picture. So we've seen some of these manipulations. Um, it's very easy to do. I'm not saying everyone, again, is, is lying, uh, although I'm a skeptical New Yorker at heart. So everyone is lying until proven otherwise um, <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. Um, so so there's the before and after pictures. Again, uh, as Corona alluded to, there's the, hey, take this pill for eight weeks and you'll be shredded. Uh, again, all these kind of multi-level marketing schemes, herbal life, and and I'm not even going to try to name all of them, but they promise you healthier life from smoothies and and just this whole change in in body type. Uh, and then the other one we talked about is again those 25 year old sexy kids who you know uh, they might look good and they have the genetics, and that's Let's not going to work for 50 year old Corona. Let's just so, be clear. Let's just be clear. We we the average age is 25 to 34 for an influencer. 68% of them, correct, Bo? That was the number uh, we... 68% is under 34 years old. Under 34 years of age. So if, that you're, was, yeah. if you're older, if you're over that age, a lot of these influences don't have to work out. They don't have to work out. They naturally look good. So what are you chasing? What are you trying to go for? Fitness isn't easy. Fitness is getting in shape. For us, of all people, you know you're trying to be world champion at the CrossFit Games. Fitness isn't easy. 
<laughs> you were trying to be world champ. My- <laughs> okay, you, you got the you got the whole head thing, the karate kid thing going. You were trying to be champ. Bo crushed your dreams. That that but is the, true. That's a fact. The point, That's the a fact. point of the matter is, yeah. there's somebody 25 who looks just like you, who could be jacked up. Doesn't mean you're going to be him. Yeah. It just does. And I think there's a perception because there's so much information, because there's so much information that it's all possible and that we can do whatever we want and we're going to get what that person has on screen. It's not true, people. It's not true. Go ahead for us. Okay, so here's since we're on this topic, just real quick, either you or Bo, how healthy or unhealthy is being shredded? What age are we looking at? It's not really healthy, dude. <laughs> That's just I'll, a general I'll, thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 add in real quick from the, like a true medical perspective. Yeah. Um, for females, generally, anything on so shredded, we're we're kind of talking about body fat percentage generally. They lose their um, and they lose their period. It's a term called amenorrhea. Um, again, in gymnastics, this is a very unhealthy thing because they have to maintain a certain body weight. Uh, especially again, as, as women go from pre-puberty through puberty and the hormonal implications are just very, very crazy to think about for men. There's a lot more play in general, uh, again, talking huge generalities, but for women being under 15%, really 16%, somewhere in there, you can look at different textbooks and look at different numbers, anything below that. And that's what we're talking about is when you start to show the six pack, when you're to order in order to show the six pack really, and be shredded as you're talking about, you really need to be below like 10%. So that's where what that lack of shredded is, is storing body fat. Body fat has a lot of the hormones and producing things that we need to store in order to be healthy. And this is why if you, you know, you want to have a kid, we talked about these things of defining fitness as being able to reproduce. It's not the only way to define fitness, but uh, once you go below a certain body fat percentage for both men and women, uh, you're no longer producing the right hormones, so you no longer have that ability to have a child uh, as, a, as a definition of fitness. So it's also not very sustainable. You can talk to anyone who's tried to do it or be on a cover model of men's health or whatever. They can do that, and they might go through a two-, three-month phase, maybe at the most, or they're doing it for a movie. You can talk to these folks, and I have, and I've worked with them, and it's very – energy depleting. And if that's your only job, maybe you can do that. And you're doing it for, you know, the love of the art and a huge paycheck of millions of dollars. Great. However, uh, and we can see it in the bodybuilding space, the fitness model space. Uh, it's just not sustainable. And those who try to stay there create a number of problems that we, I think it's beyond the scope of this podcast, but that'll be my answer to your well, shredded well, question. Bo, well, Bo, before we move on, let's just be clear here. There's only one person out of the three of us that's actually shredded. And it's the Karate Kid. The Karate Kid is the one that's shredded amongst all of us. I mean, shredded and skinny are two different things. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> no, keep but, it moving, Bo. Keep it moving, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> but, but Faraz, you so, had a follow up. Yeah. So the follow up question to that is: so when people are online and they are looking at you know these social media influencers and they want to get inspired and uh, and follow uh, a certain influencer, we we talked about one way to find out. We also spoke about what to look out for when they're reaching out to them and they're trying to give them advice so they can decide if this person is good for me or not. But we also spoke about how to defeat, how to, you know, recognize the right body image because, you know, being shredded or if you don't have the right money, you're probably not going to achieve that. And being shredded is probably not the healthiest way. So what does one actually try to achieve? So what do you, when you say healthy, we spoke about the fact that reproducing is one good healthy thing. Uh, the, the ability to reproduce is, is it comes under the healthy notion. But so when it comes to body fat, what do people should should chase for? Are we talking about anywhere between fifteen to twenty percent body fat? Do you do you want to take that one, Corona? I think that really really all depends. I mean, I, I I think I think I, I, based on how you're starting to answer that, I'm going to jump in. Um, <laughs> I, know, I, I know, I know what you're going to say, but, I, but it, go ahead, go ahead. Cause I, 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 I'll just, I'll just say there's healthy rate. There's healthy ranges yes. that are going to define what we're talking about. Rep- the ability to reproduce the ability to have good energy. And so for me, body fat percentage is not, so, and again, a lot of personal trainers and I, I, you know, Corona, you're a little bit more in that space. I, when I work with folks talking about health, I do not measure body fat percentage. If they know they have 20 pounds to lose or, or what have you that's generally pretty accepted. 
Um, if folks are way too skinny, uh, the, the really big part of this that I've thrown out there many, many times, and I'm happy to, to throw this concept out again, is most people are not overweight. They are not over fat. They are under muscled. And yeah. muscle is the organ of longevity. So if we can focus on that journey of building muscle, everything else will take care of itself in terms. And, and again, there's, there's no being too strong. You know, there is, there's guys who can't fit through doorways and things like that. Um, that, you know, it takes incredible dedication, commitment, steroids, all sorts of stuff to get there. So to answer your question for about body fat, what's an ideal body fat percentage? There are ranges of healthy. If you're too skinny, too, too low of a body fat percentage, it becomes unhealthy and unsustainable. Uh, if you're over, above a certain amount, you're more likely to be at disease risk, uh, you know, coronary heart disease, all these different factors, stroke, all these things as we age. So we know these numbers. And this is where, again, a big conversation, I think we touched on this previous episode, was there's this whole concept of body shaming or health shaming. And so when somebody or, you know, uh, loving yourself at any size, at some point we have to say, hey, you are 100 pounds overweight, what we consider a healthy range. I'm all for not creating a mental health disorder, but I'm also for you not dying of a heart attack. So can we find a, a way to have a conversation there? So I, I do think it's important to have that conversation. Yeah. And I think you got to be careful also, you know, in terms of that. I think Bo's dead on in terms of the body shaming and stuff of that nature. There is an unhealthy weight. Sorry, there is. There's a certain percentage that is unhealthy. That's just it's just the way it is. When I when I met, when I said to you, it depends. I don't like throwing that stuff at clientele. I want clientele to get stronger. I want clientele to be able to, there's an old adage, what was it? Um, be able to, to outlive your, be, to outrun somebody who's chasing you. You know what I right. mean? That, that whole concept. Fitness has gone into, what, we're, what you're talking about is aesthetics, straight aesthetics. And that's that what most people chase. Yeah, but that's that doesn't what, mean you're healthy. I agree with. And so that's what, that's what I wanted and, the viewers and, and to so, hear. Yeah, so let me, let me try to put a little bow on that whole question. And the concept is, we're talking about what people should try to look out for. And so if somebody's talking to you about six pack abs or body fat percentage, um, there's a disconnect of the science. There's a disconnect and they're, they're trying to go off of the clickbait. And, and the big thing I want to talk about is we're, you know, the big concept of ease of fitness and virtual fitness and social media influencers is somebody can have a million followers and not know what they're talking about and have a lot of folks like me dis and Corona disagreeing with them that know the science. Um, and, and I think that the folks, not that everyone who has a million followers is wrong, but the folks that I think I would trust the most that happen to be on social media, and I think the same for Corona, probably don't have huge followings because no. we're spending time in the lab. We're spending time with Educate. clients. We're not trying to gamify the system. And again, like I said, Kelly Starrett uh, with his wife, Juliet, they're probably two of the smartest uh, she was a, a very successful lawyer in San Francisco before she became full CEO of their company and trying to build that brand. And they're two of the smartest people I've ever had the pleasure of speaking with. And I think, you know, they're overall and they've had uh, numerous New York Times bestselling books um, and, and they know how to play those games, too. They're on TikTok and all this stuff. But their total influence is still going to be a, a fraction of uh, our friend in Texas, the the personal trainer that is sure. you know under under scrutiny so yeah at the end of the day i do think that's a big concept that i want to pull it back to is um most of the people online if if you're out there as a consumer which we're coming back to that consumer report that we're trying to be they should be able to speak pretty in depth on various concepts and the more confidence they have about something sells better yeah but the more confidence they have, that more that tells me they're either inauthentic or just B. trying to B. sell Barnum. something. B.T. Yeah. Barnum. <laughs> is it, okay, then is it is it safe for viewers to know? And I understand there's going to be a lot of different facets to it. But in general, the goal should be to build more muscles for both men and women. That's that's the, that's, that's the origin. The muscle is, as, as Bo said, that, that's what's going to give you longevity. Depending on what you're looking for, if you want to live a long life, you want to be in shape, you want to burn more, you need to build muscle. You need to build muscle. There's trainers out there who give people a three-pound dumbbell to do 50 times. It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. 
but you need to build muscle. Bo, you were about to say. Yeah, I just want to double down on that fact that, again, uh, we're not talking about, be, again, not being able to fit through a doorway. And a lot, no. of, a lot of folks I've spoken with over the years are worried, especially women, are worried about being too bulky. And I need to double down and say, it's, it's like saying there is such a thing as being too bulky. And I understand the aesthetic piece that, again, Faraz is talking about. And I don't want to be too academic and on my, in my ivory tower, as they say, to say, hey, like, you should be okay with being bulky. Like, I get that there's a reality to that situation. But the more basic level of muscle, there is a minimum muscle mass that as we age, it's going to help you, as Corona alluded to, be happier in your skin, have less surgeries, my brand, fit care. If you focus on muscle, fitness, how we define fitness, you can avoid healthcare. I think we all want to avoid healthcare. We just don't know how to do that. So we, we think want to do that, it easy too, Bo. Yeah. They want it to be easy. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Right. Go ahead. No, we all want it to be easy. We, want, we all want that pill. So to answer your question, uh, Faraz, I just wanted to add in that little disclaimer or, or a caveat to the whole thing of, I don't need you to be the bulkiest human possible, but- if you cannot deadlift, you know, a very simple number of one and a half times your body weight, if you weigh 150 pounds, you should be able to deadlift 225 pounds one time. That's a very simple metric. As we age, we lose muscle mass. That is what aging is. So if you're not staying on top of that, it's like not having money in your savings account. It is like not having something to live off of, not having uh, assets to a house to live in. <laughs> so, you know, it, that's the thing. We're simply... Uh, trying to, to convey that. And again, this is a very big area for me where I see people disconnected because they say, I don't want to put on too much muscle. And I'm saying, well, but you want all these other things. And the answer to all these other things is to have as much muscle as possible, whether that's climbing, skiing, continuing to, to do CrossFit or all these things. So whatever that is, rock climbing, running, all these things you will be more likely to succeed in and be better at if you have more muscle. We're turning this into a muscle. I'm turning it into a no, but, but, gay but, muscle thing. No, but it's, it's important because this is exactly what people chase, most of them, and they end up following the wrong path. Well, the, 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 path, the path is always what you see. Okay? People, listen, when people know what, what people have to do to get somewhere, they normally don't want to do it. They do the sacrificing that people have had to do to get from point A to point B. When we're looking at somebody to take care of your most important asset, which is you, you're going to just throw it on somebody that's 25 on online, good or not. I don't know. But you're just going to just throw it out there and let whatever may happen may happen. This is what we're looking at right now. There are people who think being looking like Twiggy is healthy. It is not. You know, it's just not. And when we, we get back to being the whole topic of muscle and people don't want to talk about that because it doesn't sell. And there's a big marketing component in this whole thing that's going on that people are spending their money and wasting their money on people who actually can't deliver what they need. It's a choice. So, let, so let's bring it back to the, the whole uh, concept that we're trying to <laughs> talk about. And I'm, I also, because uh, someone, I think, Corona, you just said something about uh, – the Righteous Path. We were talking about The Righteous Path. Yes. It made me think of the Pulp Fiction quote. So I got that scrolling on the bottom. Not going to read the whole thing. Anyone familiar with the Samuel L. Jackson quote from uh, Pulp <laughs> Fiction? But, but I do think it plays a huge part here. And I also want, we, Corona, you said earlier, uh, fitness is not easy. And right. I want to challenge you on that. I think it, it, and that's the point of this episode, right? Ease of fitness. And we're trying to point out that that's a misnomer and that's not a real thing. But I, I want to come to the secret, and I meant to tease this earlier. I don't think I did. Um, that there is a real secret to fitness. And that's where I think what Faraz is asking to some extent uh, and trying to get after. I, I want to bring it down to this. There is a secret to how the human body works other than just build more muscle. Uh, that's a part of it. But it's master the basics. That's step one. It's master the basics, which, again, when, when we're talking about what you should be looking for with all these programs – and six-pack abs and looking sexy and, and losing X amount of inches off your, your waist and, again, going to shakes and, and uh, you know, uh, herbal life and, and all these things. None of them really – and it's not sexy. Um, you no. know, master the basics is eat broccoli. Like, we're sponsored by bananas and broccoli. Like, that's not a thing. Um, <laughs> you know, there's no money there. And, and all jokes aside, um, 
master the basics also means how well do you do push-ups? How well do you squat? How well do you hinge? I mentioned the one and a half times body weight deadlift. I do think that's a good way to look at you as a human. Uh, there is the, the let's meet in the middle. And if we're going to get you to do Zumba or Peloton, great. Let's start there. But we can still measure your blood work. And when you're ready to have that conversation of what's the next step. So again, when Faraz said, hey, I want to go to the CrossFit Games. And I said, okay, where are your numbers at here? And he said, I don't even know. And I said, well, that's your disqualifying factor. You should know those numbers. So we can go and measure those numbers. But that's the point to me. So master the basics. And we can go more in depth on what the basics are. And most of these unfortunate programs are trying to sell you something that is not and trying to be a hack. And we're, we're all looking for that. If there was a pill, if there was a diet that worked for everyone, I'd be on it. I'm all for it. If there was a pill that made us all, you know, again, like look really lean and, and feel really healthy and be less likely to die and extend our lives, great. Unfortunately, it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, and so step one is master the basics. Step two is rinse and repeat and do it consistently. You want, you know, yeah. I've been, I've been somewhat in this fitness space trying to be around the basics and I've evolved and, you know, done too much, too little, not enough, whatever over the years. And the reality of it is, you know, the longer you can go without being injured and staying in the game and the game is looking at all of these different ways of fitness. If you're just doing Peloton or triathlon or pickleball or whatever, if you're just doing one thing, you're missing a lot of the full capacity of what our bodies need. Even if you're just building muscle, if you're not getting your joint health to, to work all the way through and you're, you don't have enough hip internal rotation, that might lead you to a total hip replacement, um, no matter how much muscle you have. So bottom line is, I'm going to stop there. I'm sorry. I got all impassioned and I got my, uh, my favorite. No, but, but I think you're, I think you're, but let's stop right there because I think you're dead on. I mean, the stuff that's going to help you have longevity and to make you look good and to make sure that your body functions appropriately, it's boring. And when I say the ease of fitness, and I say fitness isn't easy, because to find out what works for you requires failure. You need to, you need to fail to figure out what's going to work with you, because what works for Faraz may not work for me. I'm not Faraz. So, so, I've got six-pack. Faraz is six-pack, shredded, you know, fighter, jiu-jitsu fighter. What am I? You're a punk. No, let's let's <laughs> take that. Let's take that, and, and, and I'm going to throw out our five takeaways from episode one-ish. We're going to modify them, and I want Corona to expand on them and Faraz jump in if you have questions. So the first takeaway is try five. So if you're going to go off of these insta influencers, right, uh, try five was the concept we talked about in the personal training. Tell me how you feel that applies to online, Corona. Well, I think you have to find out. Everybody's going to have a different story. Everybody's going to have a different basic program for you to do that will get you to the holy grail. You need to find the person. The reason we say try five it's because one of those people, God willing, will be the person that says, let's take a look at you. Let's take a look at you. What you know, and they will start making out and setting you up for what your body needs. And not and there's a guy, Benko, your buddy online, who I who I loved. He did a great interview with him. Um, his last name is Benko. And he, he was just a very basic guy in terms of what his approach. Um, when you look at this whole thing, everybody's selling something. You need someone who's going to tailor make something to you, period. And you're not going to get it on the first try. You might not get it even on the fifth try. You might have to go six or seven. But you need to go out and find out what is going to work for you and someone that's going to set up a plan for your future success. And as we said in that first episode, if there is no assessment and run. it's not getting tailor made, we encourage you to run, but also just look for something like if you're you we want whoever's listening to be <laughs> encouraged and and find a place to get that assessment again corona myself we can probably hook you up with some kind of virtual assessment if needed if you're not in new york city or colorado um and so try five get an assessment within that is is one thing that again we're saying you should look out for uh it was episode 99 of my podcast of bonos health with anze benko uh, who is an online trainer? Uh, again, a fun, fun chat for me. And if you want six pack abs, call for us. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Number two takeaway is uh, title confusion. Well, I've already touched on it. Basically, I'm a guru. I'm, I'm this. I'm that. Whatever. Well, movement, people, movement experts. Movement uh, experts. Guru, uh, like yeah. Do you, I don't I, think a lot of people call themselves guru, but. Uh, that's how they, those are yoga them. people more. They would call themselves a guru, right? Maybe yeah. yoga that space. 
But whenever you hear some crazy, crazy, I call myself an alignment specialist because all I really focus on is how to align you and to get you back to neutral. That sounds like, crazy. That sounds crazy. Okay. <laughs> but that's what I call myself. I'm an alignment specialist. That sounds nuts. All right. And when you come in, you'll notice you'll, when I, when I work with you, then you'll understand why I call myself that. But to call myself a trainer um, is ambiguous. And I, I feel that people that are in training right now are doing systems and they're not tailor making to their client. Go ahead, gotcha. Bob. So number three we have here is professionalism. And I thought we were. Well, people, the way we present them, we were going to, we were going to change that one, but we do have professionalism and how people come in about their session, how they approach you, how they have conversations with you. This isn't always a comfortable situation. You have to be professional in terms of having those tough conversations with your clientele and the way you approach them and how you go about dealing with certain situations within the system, within your training systems. Um, you know, there's some people who just aren't professional and that's pretty basic. Um, you sh- and that takes um, us to number four, which is be basic, be a basic B. Yeah. If you want to be solid and you want to, you got to do the hard stuff. The hard stuff is, it's not usually the hard stuff, but some of that stuff is really tedious and it's really not fun. It's not enjoyable, but if you do it, it will give you longevity going forward and you need to be strong in muscle groups that you don't normally do. Uh, so they can support your movement patterns. Yeah, and and again, for me, I'll I'll throw in real quick my um, some of my real quick things is is you should be able to squat with both feet together all the way down. That tells me almost all your joints are pretty happy and healthy. You should be able to do an overhead squat with at least an empty barbell, and that tells me again you have some really good movement capacity. Um, it's in the functional movement screen, so not everyone needs that needs it, but if you can do those things. It tells me you're way ahead of the curve and you have way more uh, money in your bank account, so to speak. So there's a bunch of things like that, that again, if you can breathe into your belly and you can show me that right now, then again, we're ahead of the curve. And, and I think we can take your tools you have right now and, and we're setting up for success. And it's like looking at a financial thing and saying, hey, you, have, you don't have any credit card debt. That's great. You know, you're already ahead of the curve. You have X amount in savings. We just might need to put things in different mutual funds or stocks or whatever. So there's different things like that. So for me, that basics of what every human being should be able to do, uh, do not change very much. And they haven't for hundreds of years. And we know all this and we've tried to make it sexier or focus on, you know, knees over toes or focus on whatever, dunking a basketball or all these different things. So <laughs> at, at the end of the day, um, there's some really basic stuff we need to be able to do. We need to be able to bring oxygen into our body and push carbon dioxide out. If you're not able to do that, and we have ways to measure that, that tells me you're you're just like you check your car's engine, the ability to take gasoline in and use that and and use gasoline efficiently. There's things that go wrong in that whole system. I don't know anything about cars, but (laughs) there's things that go wrong there. You sound real good, boy, you sound real good. So anyway, um, so yeah. that's why people looking for car advice should not listen to the bow. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. So that takes us to yeah. our fifth uh, takeaway is, is avoiding the traps. So what do you got there? Well, well, we got, first of all, if you're going online, you see someone 25 and you're 50 like me, don't think that you're going to look like them. It's not possible. What, what about Just, Liver King? He's pretty old. Liver King? Come back to me. You don't, you don't know about Liver King? I don't know about Liver King, but I'm very interested. He is a not natural looking human being, which I'm, I'm happy to call him out. He actually did a video. Joe Rogan even called him out. Joe Rogan's another fun part of this whole conversation, I would say, um, that we haven't even touched on because it's very controversial. But no, Liver King is, uh, he looks like he's probably around 40 years old. Uh, He claims he eats a very meat-based diet. He eats raw liver, hence the name. Um, And then he has videos with him, like with ankle weights on, and he's dragging a sled behind him, and he's like carrying stuff. And he's trying to promote this as some kind of, and he's got over a million followers again. Most people find him to be that understand science. And again, maybe he's maybe this is like a genuine thing. And maybe he's not taking steroids. He had a whole video, though, that Joe Rogan had pointed out of um, where he's like he had his assistant go get steroid needles and he had them. And he's like, I don't even know what these are. And it sounded very fake, I'm going to say. Uh, so, again, he wants to come on here and, and or wherever and defend more of that. I mean, I, he gets the steroid thing all the time, whether he takes steroids or not. That's not the whole point. But the bottom line is. I thought it was a, it's, it's a very interesting example of someone who's kind of promoting this very extreme yeah. thing that catches people's eyes because he's 
interesting to look at because he's a very unique human. Um, if you go and check him out, um, I don't follow him. I, well, I definitely would not take much of his advice. So that goes back. That goes back to. I'll, I'll look him up. Oh my god, that yeah. uh, that goes back to the game changers that we got that we all talked about mm-hmm. with diet. The same exact thing, um, and you know we're 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 at this point right now where you got to do your research. You just got to do your research, and you got to find out what works best for you. Um, but but Corona, I just want to throw throw this there. I mean. The fact that they're 25 years old or um, or 50 years old and they're you know have achieved so much in the fitness world is not is is not the red flag that we're looking for. I mean, some of them could actually be knowledgeable. Sure, sure, 100 percent. Right, because we're not just saying, oh, it's a 25. You're not attacking the age over here. No, 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 no. This isn't about age. This is about an information overload that we're getting right now. And people are making decisions about their bodies based on their eyes. Just because you do X and your body looks like X doesn't mean if I do X and X, I'm going to get the same result as you. And if I'm not getting that same result nine times out of 10, if I don't get that result, what do people do? They don't turn a lot of times and go back and try to research more. They quit. They quit. And they say, well, it didn't work. And, and also race and ethnicities also play a big role as well. And, and I know what, this is where genes come in. Like, as, like someone from um, Iceland, if they're training for CrossFit, I mean, I know Bo, you and I, we've spoken about this. There's just no way, you know, you and I, we can match their intensity or what they, <laughs> what they do. Uh, sure. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we, we I, I think you're getting into a little dangerous territory here when we're talking genetics, ethnicities, races. Uh, I've had the pleasure of visiting Iceland and running up a volcano with some of the Icelandic Games athletes and all that good stuff. So uh, that's a huge generalization. It just happens that, yes, there are a lot. It, it's their whole culture and lifestyle uh, does push towards that. And if they've been doing it. So that's where we come back to one of our conclusions here of. If you've been doing something for 30 years, which is what we're talking about, about these Icelandic athletes, that it's not just that their genetics and their genetics is very active human beings for a long time where strength is kind of built into their life. So when you're saying the, the statement you're saying, I want to take it from like the very broad and I'm not calling you insensitive and I'm not going to cancel you here today for us. But <laughs> but I do want to point out that, yes. We're talking about Icelandic culture, a country of 300,000 people, by the way, very interesting thing to study, um, <laughs> that, um, again, generations of things that we can look at. And genetics, so to speak, load the gun, and epigenetics pull the trigger. So when you're saying we couldn't hold a candle to, yeah, we can't hold a candle if our gen- genetics, and we don't have 10 generations of folks who have been very active and strong. Um, and you know, uh, on top of that, there's people with those good genetics that d- didn't do the epigenetics. So they're sitting on a couch and they're playing video games and they're not participating in that culture. You take someone from Iceland, you pop them into somewhere in America <laughs> and they're, uh, you might, Corona, you might remember, uh, was it Levon Hernandez? Uh, yep. he was from, uh, was he Cuban? Cuba, Cuba, yeah. Cuba represent. So, and, and he got to America and, and I just bring this up cause it kind of reminds me, but you take somebody. You're talking, no, 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 you're talking about, you're talking about El Duque. No, 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 no. No, Levon Hernandez, Hernandez was the example I'm bringing up because when he came to America, he had never had a Big Mac. And yeah. he fell in love with the Big Mac. I Specifically, I believe that's a story. And he gained yeah. like 150 pounds. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. ridiculous. Like but you, he ballooned up. He was still able to you know, perform at a pretty high level, but maybe his career was cut short. But the point is, uh, again, you take somebody with excellent genetics and you ruin that with lifestyle that's a you need to factor all those things in so could we be could you could you and i beat someone from iceland maybe like again annie thor's daughter and katrin david's daughter two of the the top female athletes uh who could wipe the table with all three of us here um (laughs) they they they, they've been doing this since you know 2010 ish 2009 doing crossfit at a very high level so yes it's a very specific sport it's a very interesting definition of fitness so yes they could wipe the table with us but Again, somebody from Iceland who now lives somewhere else and has not participated in these things, because we've been training, we might be able to beat them. So anyway, you got me, you got me going on a whole that's academic. Life, that's a lifestyle thing. 
So diet, lifestyle, all that stuff. And, and so let's sum it up here. Again, our secret to fitness Corona that you and I put together is uh, 80% of the time, eat a high quality diet and you're ahead of 99% of human beings because 100%. very few people can do that. We can further define what that means, a high quality diet. We're not going to do that here today. Go check out our episode about game changers and we go into nutrition and all that stuff. But if you, and again, and, and here's the other part to this guys is if, whoever or whatever program you're looking to do, if you're not doing these basics, it's great to want to do, you know, a thousand burpees a day or go do Spartan races or go do Peloton. But if you're not eating right, sleeping right, breathing right, connecting with people, you're lonely, you're not gonna connect the dots and all you're doing is fighting an uphill battle. So 80% of the time, eat a high quality diet. Number two is do the basics. So again, can you do a push-up? Can you do a squat? Uh, if you cannot do these things and you have an imbalance, you had a shoulder injury, you had a surgery, and now you're trying to do very complicated things in CrossFit or, or what have you, uh, you're missing the boat and you're not doing the basics right if you never quite address that. And again, most of the people I assess are a very, very active population out here in Colorado. Uh, they love doing stuff, but no one slowed them down to say, hey, should you be doing snowboarding or skiing with these current injuries? So uh, do the basics. We've, we've kind of gone in depth on there. Number three is have intentionality. So again, if your intention is to have six-pack abs and no one's asked you why that's important or is that really healthy for you, Faraz, short of being on a cover of Men's Health or you know, if you're going to plan to take your shirt off when you're doing newscasts, I don't know if that's your plan, Faraz. Um, it's going to be a very different newscast. So. <laughs> um, but be intentional. And, and again, I can't, I can't stress enough. The intentionality piece gets missed a lot. Even when someone comes to me and says, I want to lose 20 pounds, I want to get to the heart of why it's not 19 or 21. And is there more to that conversation? So are we being intentional? Because the more connected you are to the plan, not just, I saw this program, the knees over toes program, or I'm just going to pick on whatever, or herbal life. And I want to lose, I, they look good. They look like they're having a good time. I want to do that. That's what beer commercials are, right? Oh, if I drink that beer, I'm going to be on the beach girl. With, with, yeah, I'm going to get that girl, whatever. So uh, be intentional with what you're doing. Get down to the heart of it. There's a lot of science that, again, folks like us are going to keep spouting. And th those that, that are willing to listen to us, we really appreciate it. Uh, and, and getting past, again, all that noise of, of social media. That's what we're kind of talking about. So the last one, number four, the secret to fitness here is being consistent. So the more you can overcome your genetics. So if you don't have great genetics, Faraz, uh, you know, if you don't have the healthiest parents, uh, you know, there's things we need to overcome. And so again, 30 years of consistent training, even, and, and the more mixed and varied and basic it can be 30 years of that is going to trump amazing genetics. Uh, it's going to trump, you know, not showing up. And these are all those good Kobe Bryant quotes and things like that, right. Of show up, hustle harder, you know, Derek Jeter's, uh, special, uh, ESPN documentary thing is, is out right now. He talks a lot about these concepts too. I, I, I've only enjoyed the first two episodes so far. I'm excited to see the rest. Anyway, that's all my stuff. Corona, what do you got? Listen, I, I think um, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to let Faraz take it first and give him his, let him tie a bow on it. And then I'll just close it up. I think anyone who wants to get on the fitness journey uh, and begin their fitness journey Looking at social media as a platform to start their journey is probably the wrong way to go about it. I think the first thing they should really do is make up their mind that that's what they want to do and just just go right in. As you pointed out, Corona in the first place is no one has ever achieved anything in fitness without putting in the hard work. So regardless if you're a guy or a girl, you just need to be willing to put that hard work. You know, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. Um, once you put that in, everything will start to fall in place. Everything right from, because your, your dedication, your passion, um, they, they'll all just tie up whether you're in the gym working out or whether you're outside making those smart, intelligent food choices. And when it's time for you, for you to recover, you're going to be focused more on how do I get the maximum amount of sleep? How do I reduce my stress? And all these things we have talked about in our previous episodes. Yeah, they all impact your health when it's all said and done. Listen, I, I'm just going to make it brief. If you go online and you're trying to find someone and you just pick the first person because they look good, you're going to you probably are going to have a problem. Maybe you'll have a great experience. I, I, I would seem to think that's not likely. 
Um, but you need to get out there and you need to find out what works for you. You know, I always say this, you don't build a house without plans. You just don't. And you need to go out. I don't care if it's an app. I don't care if it's a website. You need to try other people out there so that, so that they can actually tailor make something that's going to benefit you. If you do something and it's not working for you, you try something and you're not ready for it, the chances of you getting injured are very, very high. The reason this has been made and the reason this podcast was made and the reason we do it is to empower you guys, to give you guys the information that is necessary so that you can progress and succeed out there. It is hard. There's lots of information coming at you in a lot of different ways. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that can come out about it where you might start thinking something else. But when you get back down to the basics, you normally, normally succeed. Um, Bo, you got one last thing before I close this out? I got a lot of reflections. What I'm going to do, and we were just talking about this, is I'm going to do a Dr. Bo summarizes or reflects on all the fun stuff we covered on my podcast. Um, and we're going to keep cross-contaminating all that fun stuff, I think. So I got a lot of thoughts. For Raz, you look, you look either bored or disinterested. I don't know what's going on with your face right now. What's up with your face? I'm just, I'm just really sad that you killed my CrossFit dreams, Bo. Still? Still, yeah. it's been years, man. Well, with, years. That, with, that, with that, I'm going to tie a bow on this and close this out for us. For us I'll talk to you after the show. <laughs> I, I first want to thank our guy, Faraz Javed, for always making time to be with us. And most of all, we want to thank all of you who've taken your time out of your day to listen to us and to, take, and to, and to enjoy time with us. Um, if you like our show, you can help us by writing a review, <clears throat> liking, sharing, or subscribing to the Demand Better podcast. Don't forget, we are sponsored by Fit Care Physiotherapy and Wellness, where the idea is to focus on your fitness so you can avoid the healthcare space. Listen, guys, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Play like a champion. Today, every day. <laughs>